This is the Whatever You Say Podcast. Podcast. And we are back at it one more time, live in the Whatever You Say studios, your man Ivory Towns, getting the podcast cracking for the first time of the new year, uh, what's today, January 2nd, 2023, and uh, I'm, I'm kind of honored to uh, get this year cracked off with, with a, a new episode, and uh this fella, man, I feel like this guy needs to be, he is, what he's doing needs to be a little more pushed out there a little more. I'm surprised. I haven't seen this guy on TV and just around town a little bit more. I've seen him getting his flowers on social media a little bit, uh, and we're going to get all into his business. But before we start that, business first, as always, shout out to a couple of our sponsors, Sebo Alto, higher level cuisines. If you know, you know, huh? The finest and the, and the best and, uh, you know, infused goods. And another shout out to my folks, man. Uh, There's a couple podcasts out there that's making some waves. One time for my man Willie Mack in the Macadai series, Macadai TV. He does his live broadcast uh, uh, every, I think, week or so, a couple of weeks. Check him out. And also the Vicious and Delicious podcast show with Big Snow and my man Rob. Check them out. Shout out to those dudes, man. Getting in this uh, pissy podcast puddle, if you will. It's uh, about 10 trillion of them out there. And you know, we'll do what we can to uh, be seen and make our waves out in this thing. Uh, let's get to the show, man. Let's get to this guy. Grand gentleman. When I say that, what does that mean to you? Those two words, put those two words together. It, it makes some kind of statement. Whether you're talking about dress, uh, how you live, how you're moving out here, personality-wise, how you conduct business. And this guy, uh, he's uh, he's embodying all that type of stuff. He got a lot going on. Talking about my man, Corey Akers. Uh, live in the Whatever You Say studios, and he is representing Grand Gentlemen, a mentorship, a way of life. Go check out the website. Corey Akers, man, how we doing? Thanks for coming in, man. Pretty good, man. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, once again, thanks for kicking off this new year with me, 2023. Rest in peace, Barbara Walters, by the way. I'll do my my best uh, Barbara Walters impression. Hopefully, I can give a good interview, man. But appreciate you coming in, Corey. Um, talk to us about this grand gentleman thing, man. Uh, how long you been having it going? Yeah, well, um, first shout out, shout out to Barb Walters, man. Uh, the media world will miss her. No she doubt, a giant in terms of, of, of broadcasting, interviewing, and leading the way for women in the world of journalism. So she will be missed. I was watching a special on her last night, and they were going down some of her her, uh, her great interviews. And you know what? Let's start right there. I asked her. I watched her ask this question verbatim. Corey Akers, grand gentleman, what is your philosophy? Mm. Our philosophy is. I'll, I'll give you our motto because our motto is our philosophy. Okay. And that is that a gentleman is a man of the people. I like that. You started this back in two thousand. 14? Yes, sir. Nine years going strong. Ten years will be uh, next year. Uh, did you see it going on this long? You know what? Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't, I don't, I don't halfway do things in life. Mm, if, I, okay. if, if I do something, I'm in it to win it. I'm in it for a purpose. I'm in it for a cause. And I knew that when we started this, this was something that we wanted to to maintain because it it, it, it meant something that had a, a positive effect. Immediately, I saw the positivity that came from it, and I enjoyed it. So I knew that I wanted to keep doing it as long as I could. And here we are, nine nine years into the game. Definitely not ex- exactly where I thought we would be in a good way because um, we've grown. So right. much, right? Um, but I'm, I'm blessed to be able to do it. Let's talk details. Exactly, what are we talking about now? You're you're into mentorship. Yes, sir. 
Uh, I know you have a, a scholarship yes, sir. Uh, that's going on right now. Um, you're looking to get into, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, TV, film, uh, the arts? Yeah. Yeah. So my well, man, my man said he already said he doesn't do anything halfway. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, so let's really get into it, man. I want to I want to address something else, though, uh, going into the, into the sure. new year. I want to make something very clear. I've, I've kind of touched on it before in different interviews, but, um, you know, whatever you say, I'm here. It's the new year. There we go. I want to I want to I want to set the record straight about some things <laughs> since I'm here. Um, you know, being a gentleman is means different things to different people. If you look up the dictionary definition, it'll be that a gentleman should be uh, courteous, chivalrous, and honorable. And these are things that, those are three things that I definitely believe in, but I wanna add one extra layer to that. And, and that layer is why I felt it was important for us to do what we're doing and why it was important for us to bring it to the black community. Mm -hmm. And that extra layer is discipline. Mm. The black community mm. lacks discipline and black men in general lack discipline. And, and that really, when I say, when we say, you know, you should be a gentleman, it doesn't mean you have to put a suit on every day. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean you have to wear a tie every day. Being a gentleman is more so about your acts, your actions, how you carry yourself, what you stand for and, and what you're doing more than what you're wearing. Is there a fashion aspect to it? Yes. But that that isn't the main goal. And so the best example I can give is sometimes, you know, when you carry yourself as a gentleman, you have to be a disciplined individual or you're not living up to that word. Mm -hmm. So like I know I can't just talk to women any kind of way. I can't just I can't just uh not help people when I see them, you know, need need help. I I, I have to I have to move a certain kind of way because because I do feel like I want to uphold that title of being a gentleman. And I, I really feel like that's something that the black community needs. And and sometimes you have to use words or titles like this to carry a message. Mm -hmm. Right. So, for instance, and I and I always give this man love. But uh, one of my one of my heroes is uh, Malcolm X. And, you know, um, one thing I, I took from him is that I saw what what the nation of Islam was or, or Islam himself was a tool that he used to bring discipline to the black community. And so, you know, obviously grand gentleman isn't a religion. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, right. I'm not saying that. <laughs> but what I am saying is is that he the way he used Islam or Islamic, you know, practices and, and or what have you, to bring a sense of discipline to the black community. That's what I want to do with this gentleman's lifestyle to bring more discipline to black men. I love the fact that you that you merged Malcolm X and the Nation of Islam, and just their walk of life that you have to be committed to in order to do it the right way. Um, if you want a, a map uh, of how to live your life, that's a good one to follow. Exactly. You know what I mean? I, I'm, and it's one thing, you know, I, I've, I've had some low-key critics, you know, uh, because I'm a, I'm a Pan-Africanist. Okay. I say that. Everything I'm doing is for the Black community. I have recently opened up our scholarship up to um, the Hispanic community as well, mm -hmm. because I feel like our communities are so close together. And intertwined, man. Intertwined in a way. Yeah. That... And, you know, and we're typically right next to each other. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like uplifting one is uplifting another. Obviously, our, our, our primary focus is on the black community. But, you know, for every 10 scholarships I give out to black kids, I want to do one for a brown kid. You know what I mean? At least. At least. Because obviously we want to do as much with as we that. can. But, you know, we're trying to do the most that we can. But, no, going back to what you said, though, man, um, I personally don't prescribe, you know, to the the religion of Islam, but I respect it. Right. You know, and I respect those people and their discipline. That's what I want to mimic. And I had, I had some low key people telling me or not telling me, but insinuating that this gentleman stuff is like some white boy stuff. You know what I mean? And I, I don't appreciate that. And that's hmm. why I want to say what I said, because you had, 
you really had Malcolm X teaching some of the the the, the core philosophies and in, 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 in our in our goals and our mission stuff is stuff derived from the Black Panthers and from the Nation of Islam. People right. forget that the, the the Panthers were out giving out giving away free breakfast and, and free lunches and programs like this. So when when I you know when we do our back to school drives, we we come we approach it with that kind of mission in mind. Uh, just I think last month it was we were at Hoover Middle School teaching the boys how to tie ties, teaching them about uh, smart money investments that they can start thinking about now, teaching them about how to use kind and responsible words. And then we did a little fun. We had the Oklahoma Camaro Club. I think their name is the Faith Riders. Mm-hmm. Um, they came out and they pulled up in their, in their not excuse me, not Camaros, uh, Corvette Club. Okay. And they pulled up in their Corvettes and let the boys jump in. And that was a fun little, a little day. Uh, we do stuff in the community like that all the time. And that's really important to me because these young these young men, these young boys need to understand that somebody cares. They need to have somebody pull up and be and you know what I mean? Just the, the just the fact that these these grown men are pulling up to get back to us, it means a lot. And 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 these are things that I've I've kind I've stolen from black organizations that kind of paved the way. So and and honestly, I mean when I say be a gentleman. That was a part of Malcolm's approach anyways. The nation was going up, suited up, being respectable because because a part of his, his message was you don't want to give these white people a reason to disrespect you. That was intentional, man. Right. You know, they did that with purpose. Right. You say pan-Africanism. Yes, sir. And, and when you throw that word out there, there's a guy out there that's attached mm-hmm. to that phrase by the name of Dr. Umar. Yes, sir. I imagine you... you you agree with a lot of his teaching, teachings and ideas? I agree with most of what he says, specifically when it comes to the black community economically mm-hmm. and the black community in education and the black community supporting each other. I'm behind him 100%. There's this thing, I, I don't know, maybe it's social media and that, I guess, two years that we had to deal with during the quarantine. There's a gloves off approach to, to how we push in our message, whatever we want to push, right? Um, it's like anything, anything is, is viable right now. You can, whatever, however you got to do to get your message out there, it's, uh, it's okay. And whether you're talking about Umar, whether you're talking about Charleston White, whatever rant and mess that Kanye is on <laughs> for this week, it's almost, let me do something crazy. Let me say something crazy. Let me put a little funny twist on it just to get your attention. And maybe hopefully cross my fingers, you'll get my message in that. And I was talking to my, my kids earlier. Charleston White, at first, he was just an old uncle, down south country, just giving you some game, right? Whatever you say. Maybe delivering say. it in a in a kind of in a harsh way <laughs> and maybe not the most proper way. But at the end of the day, it was just game. It was just truth that hoods needed to hear. Uh, ghettos across America, urban folks needed to hear. Now you get the money involved. You can tell he, he's wearing two or three big chains in his videos. Now he wants to fight with rappers, and now he's going to tell on rappers. And now he's he's arguing with kids, and it, you know it's it, it's it's switched now. And I just wish that discipline, like that you're talking about, can always maintain even when the dollar signs start to grow up a little bit. Well, to speak on that, man. You know, any any time someone offers me a, an opportunity and they want to acknowledge me and give me love and credit, mm-hmm. I I don't I really don't want it, and I and I want them to credit the organization first, like credit the grand gentleman, and and give them the love. And here's why: I I I think the biggest weakness that men have is that they fall victim to their own ego, hmm. and when you let when, when you let a man become bigger than a movement or an organization, he is, he is letting his ego shine, right? I don't, I don't prescribe to that. So Dr. Umar, if you really look at his message from today to where it was maybe five or six years ago, he's actually dialed it back a little bit. Mm-hmm. As, as extreme as he is now, he's dialed it back. He's, he's, he's loosened up. On a, on a lot of issues. And the reason being is because he wants to make sure 
that people know that he's preaching black love and black empowerment and not white hate and not hate towards anyone else. Yeah. You see, you know, he, he wants to crack a joke. He's, he's like funnier now. Yeah. You know, well, <laughs> you know what well, I mean? I think he's... Charleston, he's kind of, he's switched it up on me a little bit. See, and that's my point because Charleston, who does he represent? Right. What organization is, is he behind? If Dr. Umar gets too crazy, then the whole entire Pan-Africanist movement looks crazy because mm -hmm. he's he's the face of it i said pan-africanist and you said dr umar because that's just what it is that's right it. now yeah yeah you know so so charleston white doesn't have a movement that he's attached to he's just him he can say whatever he wants when he says something crazy that gets more views he gets more money he gets more notoriety and that makes him more powerful and, and i'm gonna bring up another name okay and it's the same thing but i think he handled it a little a little better even though he was a controversial person okay. and that's kevin samuels because Kevin Samuels didn't have an organization or a group or anything. From OKC, if I'm not mistaken. From Oklahoma City. Yeah. Uh, went to Millwood High School. Right, right. Went to OU. He never had anything attached to him. He could say whatever he wanted to. And some people loved what he said. Some people hated what he said. But he could do it, say whatever he wanted to. And I will say whatever that. Whatever you say. Whatever you say. Whatever you Kevin say. Samuels, as wild <laughs> as he was, carried himself with more class than Come on now. Charleston White. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Because Charleston White, I feel like he he... He 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 loves talking about these young dudes and how they how they need to get out the high pressure high pressure situations. But he likes being in high pressure situations. Right. He likes cussing people out. <laughs> like Kevin yeah. Samuels, you know, he really wanted to be something. As 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 wild as he was, I feel like he wanted to. He, I think his intentions may have been kind of good because I feel like he wanted to help people. You know. Well, once again. It's not like he was lying to 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 women or or men, you know. It was some real good game that he was passing on, that you could take with you and and, and use, and hopefully it'll it'll work out for you. But you know, it's you know every, every now and then he'll call you a fat whatever, or call you a big you know. So it, it's issues like that. But that's what keeps us clicking on and coming back to it. Hopefully, exactly. getting that message again next time. Charleston White, he'll 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 cuss a rapper out. And he says something very uh, disgusting about some some young man's daughter I saw the other day, yeah. which, you know, I can't get behind. And, you know, obviously, one thing I, I disliked about Kevin Samuels is, though, he, and I will admit, I will I will admit that he would he would go hard on everybody. If you was a man and you didn't have your stuff together, he would go in on you, too. Yeah. But the thing about Kevin Samuels that I didn't like is that like I said, he 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 spread his 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 intensity everywhere, but he did build his brand off of kind of going in on black women. Um, and yeah, it, it, and again, the the posts that were the videos that were going viral was the ones where he was telling black women, you know, you're fat, you're old, you got kids, you're not right. gonna find a husband, stuff like that. So I didn't appreciate that, but I will say though, um, he he. At least he tried to be fair sometimes, you know, and, and I really wish that black men like this who had this platform would stand for something greater and try to do something bigger than just themselves and that ego. And that's why I really respect Umar, you know, what I mean, because he's been quietly getting his school together now. And, you know, at least he spread a good message. So you brought up the school. Are we getting a school, man? I mean, they own his head about this school. He if you. His last Breakfast Club interview, um, he 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 made some clarity about you know where his process is with it, and I say like, and again, I respect you, Mark, and I think that a a, a a black school like this is something that is necessary and that be beautiful, man, very beautiful and, and yeah. very needed. Apparently, um, the work is getting done. You know, I can't remember exactly what he said on the interview, but the work's getting done, and you know, I, I learned from him though. Because mm -hmm. with our scholarship, and that's the main thing Grand Gentleman does on the nonprofit side. Um, every year we do back to school. We partner with our brothers from 44th Rose. Shout out to the boys. You should have them on next. Um, 44th Rose? 44th Rose. They're from right here from the uh, Middale area. They all went to Dell City. No doubt. In the south side. Well, um, hey, after the show, we can we can connect dots. and Let's let's connect it. Those are we can those do that. guys. I really, I really love them. I respect them because... Um, you know, we had been doing stuff in the community and they wanted to start. And then um, 
we have mutual friends. Uh, my boy uh, Marquez, uh, also known as Sauce Me Up GQ, one of the best <laughs> producers from Oklahoma City. He uh, he's gotten a little busy now because he's you know he signed with a label and making music, oh, doing it big. Shout hard, out to the homie. Hard to find now. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> but, um, back before the pandemic, uh, GQ was our. Um, that's another name. His GQ. I might use that, but he was our uh, nightlife Whatever director, you say. entertainment okay. director, you say. and so uh, <laughs> he would he would DJ at our events and you know help promote our our, our fundraisers and stuff. And the Forty Fourth Rose Boys are like his his childhood friends that he grew up with, mm -hmm. and so he connected us. And ever since then, every year we've done a back to school bash with them. We give we give out like two hundred backpacks a year, um, and then right before the pandemic hit. We did a coat drive, a winter coat drive, where I think we gave out 200 winter coats to kids in the community, which is beautiful. Um, so stuff like that. On top of uh, another thing we do is uh, we did a, a suit drive in 21, February 21. We gave out 150 suits to men in the community on the east side. We were at uh, Black Star Urban Culture Market over on uh, Kelly, 36 and Kelly, owned right. by Mr. Larry Bird, good man, uh, man I've known for a while. Um, we did that at his shop. Um, we gave out 150 suits. We gave out shirts. We gave out ties. Just to, you know, during the pandemic, a lot of men were down on their luck, needed uh, needed new jobs, needed to get some interviews in. So that was the whole purpose of that. Is we want to get these young men right for that, or older men, or recently incarcerated men, whoever needed it. It was open to the public. It was 100% free. So stuff like that, you know, we love doing. That's my passion. I want to keep doing it. I want to keep looking for funding for stuff like that. But the main thing that we do is our scholarship difference between nonprofit and charities because grand gentleman is a nonprofit right mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that you don't make any money right that just means well they're not mutually exclusive okay. um all charities all real charities are nonprofits um our nonprofit i wouldn't consider necessarily a charity because we are a proactive group and a proactive organization so mm -hmm. You know, uh, we don't take people's money and just give it straight back to a cause. Like we take donations. And if you donate to Grand Gentlemen, you know that I'm going to use your money to buy a bunch of ties for us to give to the kids when we go teach them how to tie ties. Mm -hmm. That money's going directly to a scholarship or it's going to the winter coats or it's going to wherever. I like to be, I hate social media because social media is used as a tool for people to garner um, clout. And a lot of people, they only do good things because the cameras are rolling. Mm -hmm. um, so for a long time, we would do stuff in the community and I wouldn't even post it because I, you know, if people, if, if people know you're out here doing the work, that's all that really matters. And, and, and that the work is getting done. But then I realized that um, in order for you to gain more traction and more attention and get the word out and stuff, you got to put certain stuff on social media. So um, we started, you know, getting more active in, into that. But but anyway, so to get back to what you're saying, to be truthful, I don't I don't know the textbook definition of what is the difference between the two, but I know that I don't consider us a a we're a charitable foundation. You know what I mean? But when I hear the word charity, I feel like it's a handout. Right. And in the in and grand gentlemen isn't about handouts, we're about a handout. We're putting work behind it, man. Right. Yeah. <laughs> now are there like um I don't know, that sounds weird. Is there competition between nonprofits? <laughs> yes. Like really, there, there's there's yeah. nonprofit haters out there. There's nonprofit beef, man. So the the thing is, is that <laughs> everybody is is fighting for the same grants, more or less. Mm -hmm. Like there there's a lot of grant money out here, and and the thing about black nonprofits specifically is, I feel like a lot of them are geared towards the same thing, right? Mm. And that's why it's a nonprofit. More variety. Right. It's important for you to um, to have a niche, a specific niche that no one else is doing mm -hmm. and kind of stay geared towards that. And so that's what I love about Grand Gentlemen is because I feel like our niche encompass, encompasses a lot because a gentleman not only should be a man of, of the people, but should be a renaissance man. Right. So, for instance, every every valentine's day or every every february on valentine's day weekend mm -hmm. we do a fundraiser called the art of romance it's like a it's like a gala right like so we have people dress up and put on their suits and dresses and stuff like that but 
you know, as a gentleman, I feel like you should be romantic. You should embrace the romance with your woman and treat your woman right and take her out, you know, court her, date her and all these things. Um, but at our, at that fundraiser, it's like an art show. So I have local artists come out and bring art Whatever to the event, say. showcase Whatever their art. I have local say. singers and, <laughs> and poets come out and perform mm-hmm. because I feel like that's a part of culture and a gentleman should be refined and, and cultured. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I say that to say, I feel like we picked a niche that is something that is very open-ended, that can kind of be whatever we want it to be. But yeah, a lot of these nonprofits are kind of in the same lane. That's why I'm very proud of us because there's nothing like us anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. Where'd you get that from? Where'd that sense to serve and be a mentor? Where'd that come from? Did that, that come from the household? Yeah. You raised up in? Yeah. Um, my, um, my, my pop grew up. My dad was born in 1946, so he was okay. he lived through the civil rights right. era. You know, so when I was little, I was I was always being told about how hard it is, how much harder it used to be, and how a lot of these young cats squander the access to which we have of certain things, like the access to education. Right, like like it's there, but you got to go get it. Sometimes you need somebody to motivate you. And our you know our our, our mission is to uplift, encourage, and motivate young men in our community right and i feel like you know the best way to 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 do these things is to show people in real life like get out here if you ever come to one of our back to school drives you're gonna see me out there handing out the backpacks you know what i'm saying i'm cutting the checks to the young men to go to college for our scholarship you know what i mean you gotta you gotta you gotta really mean it you gotta be about it so i'll watch my daddy he's a truck driver um get up for work and and work hard every day. And that kind of got instilled in me. He was always helping people, giving back to the community. So I really just felt like that was something I was supposed to be doing. Like that always felt normal for me. That's commendable, man. I mean, given the fact that, you know, I'm sure you got to, your own job, you got to take care of your own family, your own household, you got to take care of. And then for anybody that, you know, has that extra time, puts in that extra effort to give to others. I've always looked up to that because I've done mentorship. I've done volunteer stuff before, but you know, I, 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 that's not that's not the first thing that pops in my head when I have free time or when I think of my next step, what I want to do, is not to give to a group of other people. Mm. You know, I mean, and and I mean, like I said, I've done it before. I'll, I'll give when I when I when I need to, and family and friends, and you know, and all that. But just on your level, the the, the scale that you're doing it at. I can't lie, that, that that doesn't pop in my head. Well, I'll say this. I think that whatever everybody say, is called, has their own calling <laughs> and has their own gift. And how you share your gift can be your mentorship. So this podcast, you know, whatever you say can be used as a form of mentorship to, to steward young men into a righteous path. Um, mentorship doesn't always look the same. And I think one of the the best things my dad did, obviously he's not perfect, and neither am I. I'm not saying I am. But I feel like as a black man, you should try to be a righteous man. Mm -hmm. You should try to be like those heroes you read about in in the Bible or your comic books or whatever. Try to be a righteous man, because if you do, other young men will see you, excuse me, and want to follow. Uh, You say you do have a, a child? Yes. I have I have three and so we're both parents and like you said nobody's perfect. Do you kind of fight with those moments when you're just Corey Acres and I'm just hey I'm just with family and friends and I'm not in mentor mode and then you say well you know what I'm I'm kind of being a little loose over here but I'll snap back and remember I I, I I'm a grand gentleman I, I mm-hmm. represent something out here when when you have those moments is it is it tough for you to kind of to balance those? Man, all the time. All the time. I I was just talking about this recently. People really try. Like, all the... Tr- all, people try me all the time. You know what I mean? Like, it, right. I, I feel like people... I feel like it's kind of like... People love to see someone with strong characters step out of character. It's like... You remember in, in, the, in, in the Batman movie when Joker is trying to get Batman to kill? He's mm-hmm. like trying to get him to, mm-hmm. to, to do that. It's like that all the time. Well, you know, it's the it's the car wreck thing. 
how traffic slows down to see the car wreck. Right. You know, we'll we'll try our best. We'll rubberneck off for, for two miles, mm. trying to see what that disaster is over there. Mm. You know, somebody's worst day of their life. Mm. But but traffic is slowed down to a 30, 30 mile an hour. Right. Just uh, you know, everybody was just going eighty. But now we're going we slow down to twenty just to see this crash over here. So now nah, I'm 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 right there with you. And then I mean, listen, we just we just crossed over into the new year. Did you have to deal with any of that during your, your New Year's Eve celebration? Was it was there some, was there some uh, moments? Hey, man, I'm uh, no, no. I mean, my New Year's Eve was pretty smooth. I was just out, you know, just out. I, my man was I, out being a gentleman on New I Year's. I was out. You know, I was flying. I had a I had a a three piece on that I made, by the way, and um, you know, I, I I was in a pretty chill environment. I, I wasn't in a high pressure environment, you know. What I mean? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, certain environments, people definitely will, will will try you. Where'd that come from? You say you made the suit. Is that the fashion side of it? We are we you say made, are we we're actually putting our hands on this thing and yeah, so, we're knitting, um, we're stitching? We uh a part of our scholarship is we give out um a thousand dollars in a suit to kids who are graduating high school and on their way to college or community college or excuse me, a university or community college or mm-hmm. Like a metro tech, a vocational course, something, something like that. And now I'm sorry, I want to do something to where we help out entrepreneurs who uh, present, you know, business plans and stuff like this. Hmm. But we lost our sponsor in 2021. Um, we had a sponsor, and uh, there was some miscommunication about some stuff, and they just they 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 ghosted us. Really, they ghosted our organization. They 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 no longer wanted to sponsor us. They would give us suits off the rack. Um, and we would give them to the kids. And so, um, I was actually, I was in a, I was in a, a place where I was like, man, I got to find a new sponsor and blah, blah, what blah, and relationship. And I had another sponsor that was willing <laughs> to help us out and, and, and give us suits for free. But then I thought about, well, what am I preaching to people, to these young men, these young black boys? Like, I, I'm, I'm telling you, you need to, to be this and do this. And, you know, so Long story short, I taught myself how to design custom wow. menswear. Come on, man! Um, now I'm not I'm not cutting up the fabric and sewing it together. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm designing it, and I have a tailor who who does that for me. Like I send her my designs, and she hmm. you know and she makes it for me. Um, but the design part is not easy. It's still a strenuous process. It's not free. It's not. No, it's not. <laughs> it's, not so, it's not free. I mean, is it? So now do we have to get a whole nother? If we're going to continue to do it that way, then the dollar amount just go up a little bit. It does, but you know we, our donations are are getting better. Like every year, we get a little bit more donated. We work off of and thrive off of donations from the people in the community and in, and companies. Like Next Step has been sponsoring us for a few years. Every year, they write us a check for ten thousand dollars. Um, Corey, so. Corey, I need you to teach me the game, man. Well, you know, we're just getting started, man. Um, I actually got <laughs> shout out to my boy Eric Pinnell. Eric uh, actually used to work for Next Step, um, and he was a he was a person who reached out to us originally. He was like, "Hey, um, I like what you guys are doing, and I want to help." And he actually left the company, but before he left, he made sure that they cut us another check. And then after he left, he was like, "Man, um, you guys could really use a good grant writer," and I'm. Just happened to be a great writer, and so I want to help you guys. So he's been helping us out. Hmm. Um, he's raised, I think, about five thousand dollars since August for us, and not including the next next step check that we should get soon. So um, he's been great. He's and he's a good guy, good family man. I love what you're doing right there, man. Um, not afraid to to give your your folks that are in close range to you their flowers, man. Uh, and 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 really, that's kind of how. I stumbled upon you. Um, I was interviewing your man, um, Adam Francisco. And I remember I went through, I was going through his social media. I was going through something. And I saw him post a picture with Grand Gentleman. You know, it looked like a R&B group ad. <laughs> and it, it was it was you, him, and, and, and your crew of homies, I swear. I said, this is the full new edition group right here. This is with Johnny, Bobby, all of them. Uh, but y'all were looking fly. And it was like, you know, shout out to Grand Gentlemen, check out my folks. And I thought it was something that he was doing, something he was involved in. And when I had him over here on the show, 
And I said, yeah, man, so tell me about Grand Gentleman. Oh, no, nah, that's my man, Corey Akers. Yeah, we're doing this, we're doing that. He give kids suits, he's giving them scholarships. And But I love what you're doing right now. Just not afraid to go ahead and shout out the folks that are helping you along the way and giving your, your, your mans their flowers right now, man. We need more of that. That's the problem with the black community is that we act like crabs in a barrel sometimes. Yeah. Everybody, everybody's afraid. You know, why wouldn't I be, why wouldn't I shout out Adam and what he's doing to Suave Report? Right. Reporting on Thunder Games and every, in the culture of the NBA and professional sports and black people and fashion and professional sports. Why wouldn't I shout out 44th Rose? They're doing great work over here in the Middale area. Yeah. Every year they're out here. They're, they're, I, they're one organization that I, I wish they would get more love. Because in more funding because they deserve it. They've been putting the work in. Um, let me think who else. Uh, um, I shout out Miss Raven. Um, Chris, it's a, com- it's a uh, commercial right now for OKC. Shout out y'all. Miss <laughs> uh, Raven Crisp, I believe is her last name. She has an organization called Selfless Hands. She gets supplies for like homeless people in the community and stuff mm-hmm. like this, and and she puts them in this like box so they can like come get and stuff like that. And I I, I don't know exactly. I can't explain. Nobody can explain with your work better than you. So, um, but shout out to Raven. She's doing great work out here. You know, um, there's a lot of people who are just doing great. Uh, uh, the poetry and trill homies, Gregory, um, teaching kids how to how to how to use poetry. Started up at Douglas, didn't it? I think he just got inducted into the Oklahoma City Teaching Hall of Fame or something. Like he's been this. doing that for a long time. Like what, he's, 15, yeah. 15, 20 years right now. He, uh, no, he's not that. He's he's not he's, that long. He's a little bit older than me. I think. And Gregory might be like 31, 32, something like that. Okay, it's been going for a while, man. Yeah, so he's he's been going at it at least uh, probably about, I mean, about as long as we have. Yeah. There's, and, I, you know, anyone else, if I didn't shout you out, nothing personal. I just, you know, off the top of my head, some nonprofits are doing some work. But we need – and and one thing I love about especially these people that I just mentioned, we're all doing completely different things. Yeah. But we all could even – we all could have the room to collab. You know what I mean? And so I want to shout them out. You know, I hope they get some funding, get some some eyes on. No doubt. Come on, whatever you say, podcast. We'll talk about it. You know, it's wild. You brought up um, Kevin Samuels and, you know, just his message and, and rest in peace to him. Because this social media stuff, man, it's like it, it's a world in its own. Because I asked my lady about, what was my man's name? Who was just disgraced on social media? Derek Jackson. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I said, you know, I, I think that that needs to be an example of we got to find balance in this thing, right? You see the way Kevin Samuels was, was approaching the whole thing, right? Really just giving it to you, just just blatant, just blunt, just telling you to your face what it is, what men want, what women want, whatever. Then you go on the other end of the spectrum, Derek Jackson. He was Mr. Nice, Mr. Romantic. I'm going to tell you everything, fellas, what you need to be doing to and then and he was a fraud. Right. So, and and you see what happened to Kevin Sam, not talking about the way he passed, but just the backlash he got. And, and it, it was attention, but it wasn't all positive feedback that he got either. Find a balance, guys and gals. Where does grand gentleman, what do you, when you're talking to these kids, I'm sure you're hands on with these kids too. What does grand gentleman talk or spread when it comes to relationships? Or do you even get into that point? With so, these kids, I know you told them that you know treat women with respect, but always. after that, well, how deep are we going? So, I'm glad you I'm glad you brought that up and led that to this to this. So, um, stand on who you are and stand on the truth. Mm-hmm. All right, Mr. Derek Jackson built his platform on advising about relationships. And and commitment and stuff like this, mm-hmm. and he was a cheater, right? He wasn't really standing on his own truth. He built his platform on a lie, pretty much. The model for grand gentleman is that a man, a gentleman is a man of the people. I've built my platform on community work, and that's what I stand on. Now, I will always tell my young, my my children, uh, my young, my young men that I'm looking after. Uh, Whatever you Always say, respect whatever a woman. You, say, you, you shouldn't have to have a daughter or a sister or a mother or whatever to treat a woman with respect. You should you should give women the same respect you want. I want to shout out the Mad Dreams though. Um, okay, one time for Mad Dreams. Yeah, we um so my my best friend uh since high school, since freshman year of high school, Daquan Cooper, started a 
uh, production company. And uh, I mean, I'm a creative along with him. So um, we kind of we're kind of in it together. It's, you know, it's his company that, you know, he, he brought me into so my role is more of a executive producer. I write some stuff, mm-hmm. but he's a he's a writer, filmmaker, uh, videographer, editor. Um, we've been producing short films here locally that we just uh, we submit them into festivals and stuff like this. During the pandemic, when we weren't able to film like we wanted to, I'm pr- I'm really proud of him. He he actually uh, he found something new. He uh, he tackled animation. So hmm. he really started working on his art and, his, and stuff like this, and, and he's been learning how to animate. So we've actually got some animated projects that we're going to drop soon uh, that are really cool. And then uh, later later on this year, we're going to get back to filming again. So Mad Dream Cinema on Instagram or Mad Dream Cinema on Facebook. Mad Dreams in, uh, Mad Dreams in Motion, excuse me, is the animation page on Instagram. Um, I want to say this though, actually, uh, you know, the Mad Dreams umbrella is, is a lot of entertainment stuff. I'm actually writing, I'm, I'm writing like four or five comic books right now that we're going to produce under Mad Dreams as well. Um, so I've been working on these joints for like four years, man, but we're doing that as well. All my heroes are black. You no, know, my main characters are all black. It's a lot of representation, but good storytelling as well. So be on the look, lookout look for that and follow Grand Gentleman and Mad Dream Cinema. No doubt about it. And since we're, since we're shouting out, let me give a shout out to one of my sponsors, Lonnie's Law Firm. One time for Lonnie's Law Firm, free consultation. As, as long as he's free that day, that is. Uh, 1-888-YOU-KNOW. Call today. And remember, if you did it, it's best to let him know because finessing is Lonnie's Law. Don't get burned. Call my man Lonnie's Law Firm. All right? Proud sponsor of the Whatever You Say podcast. Uh, sitting here with Corey Akers. So listen, man, you're a Swiss Army knife. So you can draw too, you can paint, you can we, we're doing all that too. I'm not I'm not the artist. My buddy Daquan is the artist. I'm, Putting the stories together. Yeah. I I I So when's the book? All right. Man, listen. When's the so, book? Come on now. So here's the thing. Whatever I'm you thinking say, about releasing say. my stories as novels <laughs> because illustrating them is taking so long. And so I'm thinking like I'll just, okay, let me just put out like a little book. But that, but the thing about being, and I guess I'll consider myself an artist in the fact that I created something like my vision for it was never for it to be a straight book like that. Like my vision for it was always to be like, I want pages with panels in them and action and stuff like this hmm, going on. Okay. Um, but it's just, it's just taking forever. So um, I'm not really sure about it. I, I do want to say, I, I want to say 23 is a year that we'll finally release it all and make it happen. But, it's coming. My God, I got a son back there, man, who writes short stories. I, I guess you can almost, I mean, you know, uh, paragraph, maybe two paragraphs, mm-hmm. like cliffhangers, though. Okay. Right? It, it's always something wet, you know, and you don't know what's happening next. Mm-hmm. But he only gives you a quick little paragraph. I'm trying to get him to kind of, to you know, I, I think there's something there, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe he, if he tried to stretch out and, and write a, you know, a couple more, write a long story or something, but the little short stories are pretty entertaining too, you know? So maybe breaking your stuff down into, you know, part one, part two, part three, or volume one, two, three, or, you know, something like that. Well, it, and they are, I just, as anytime you do something as a creative, that creation is your, is your baby. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel you. And so like, I, I just want it to be, digested in the way that I prepare it and I want to prepare it. That I'm, with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, and I, I really want it to be in the comic book format. You a big um, comic, comic fan as a kid? Huge. Yeah. Huge. I was a nerd. And that was, that was one thing I stayed out of trouble because I was just. Nerd. Know, hey man, nerds are winning right now. For real. <laughs> Can we yeah. just be honest? Yeah. Nerds are winning right now, man. So you a big Marvel fan. You, you into all that, the Marvel and DC movies and man, listen, I, when I tell you, okay, so this is a weird thing. So like, because of how big the, these movies have gotten lately, mm-hmm. a lot of people consider themselves fans. I was one of the people who was reading comic books Uh-oh. at like five, six Uh-oh. years old. I, I could tell there's like a, there's a separation. There, there is. The, the, the fans that are just fans of the movies and the, and the, and the effects, 
And then you got the real down home. Now nah, I was reading a comic book. Listen, I know. <laughs> Seriously. So when you were on the playground or not maybe elementary school, but, but middle school and high school, you're, you're a nerd. And, and you know, it's like, Oh, look at this. Look at that geek. He's reading comic book stuff. Right. But like now, like, so for instance, I'll go to work and you know, we'll talk about um, what, uh, like Wakanda forever. We're talking about the movies or whatever. And I just know this history of this world so well. Like my coworkers would be looking at me like, man, tell tell us more. Like, what's, <laughs> right. what's gonna happen next? Cause like, now we're at the yeah. point every like the, the casual moviegoer is invested into the MCU and they wanna know where that world is going. Mm-hmm. And so everyone is like spec like speculates, like what's gonna happen next? I knew I like I knew Thanos was gonna get that Infinity Gauntlet and snap the <laughs> universe out of existence. Cause I read the book ten years ago. You knew it was gonna I happen, mean, huh? I have a pretty good idea of what's happening in this next phase. What's I, happening with, with with Black Panther? I mean, I don't think no one saw saw that coming uh, with with my man passing. So what could happen? That thing is 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 up in the air, right? I'm a, I'm. Let me break this down to you. Break you're, it down, you're man. You're an exclusive. I I'm a huge Black Panther fan, man. Mm-hmm. So spoiler warning: Young uh, T'Challa. Whatever you say. Young baby you say, T'Challa to Saint. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> We are in the multiverse saga, and Kang the Conqueror is the the big bad, if you will, of the multiverse saga. And he is a master of time. He's he's from the future. Okay, who is the guy we're talking about? His name is Kang the Conqueror. He's he's played by Jonathan Majors. What movie was this? Um, he he uh, he wasn't in a he hasn't been in a Marvel movie yet, but. If you watch the Loki TV series, ah, okay. he was at the end of that. So okay. it's, it's getting to the point where you got to watch all these shows. And right, stuff right, right. Okay. He's going to be in the Ant-Man, the next Ant-Man movie. So you want to check that out. Mm-hmm. But Kang the Conqueror is a very interesting character because he's from the future. He's a genius from the future. And he takes all these super technological advancements that he has from the 31st century. And he brings them back here. And he changes history to his liking. So, for instance, if if he says, you know what, if Martin Luther King doesn't die and he lives for another 20 years, that makes my future better. So I'm going to go back in time and I'm going to stop the guy from killing Martin Luther King so he can live another 20 or 30 years. Hmm. Okay. And that's that's the future I want. He He's he's called Cain the Conqueror because he, he goes back in time and he conquers, in air quotes, a certain time. So in the comic books, he travels back to ancient Egypt and he conquers ancient Egypt and becomes a pharaoh called Ramatut. And I love this because they got Jonathan Majors playing him. So we're going to have a black man playing the pharaoh okay. in ancient Egypt. That's, <laughs> that in itself is going to be dope. Okay. But, um, but he conquers ancient Egypt uh, to do some insidious stuff. And by conquering ancient Egypt, he 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 kind of creates the future that he wants. You know, you see what I'm saying? So he creates an alternate future yeah. uh, that he wants. And the Fantastic Four go back in time Whatever to stop it's a great oldie <laughs> book, but I think that's the direction that the MC is going in general. But anywho, Kane can control time. And so what I think is going to happen is little baby T'Challa is going to get in a situation where in one movie, he's going to get aged up about 15 years. And right. what you mean? You mean while the movie, you mean when the movie started, he was a certain age and then in the middle of the movie or the next when, time we see when when the movie starts, Panther. he's going to be, I think they said he was um, five or six. Okay. Um, when the movie starts, he's going to be a youngster. Something's going to happen. Kang is going to put him in a portal and send him to another dimension. And this dimension, time acts differently. And when he comes back, he's going to be 20. Okay. Okay. I get you. Okay. And we're, and we're going to have a new Black Panther. And here's the thing. It's kind of brilliant. Because I was one of those people who wanted to recast T'Challa because... T'Challa and Chadwick's Bozeman's portrayal of him was very powerful. Young black men needed to see that. And I didn't think it was fair to just delete a character that's been around for 60 years, 50 since 1966, and get rid of him because the person who played him died. We've had three Spider-Men. We've had like eight Batman. We've had four or five Jokers, three or four Supermen. We deserve this black character, but they didn't want to just recast them like that because that would they felt like that would be disrespectful to Chadwick's legacy. I, I've I've read up on some of this and and they use those same examples that that you're, you're and that, and that makes sense to me. You know, 
But I think was it still of a since, since it was so new to black people and, and it hit so hard with us and we were so proud of that movie. I still think it was a, a almost a too soon thing. You know, then we suffer his loss. And then I don't know what, a year later, we get the second Black Panther, I guess. Has he even been passed a year? Um, he passed away in August of 2020, and the movie came out in November of 2022. So, okay, so, so but they two, were filming. They, they, they were filming. Takes takes a while, yeah. Right. Pandemic so, and all that stuff. Right. So I mean, but I, I almost I, it, it seems like it was a, a too soon thing still to have to just throw somebody else in that situation. But I mean, you're right. If you know, if we want to keep it fair and how they do the other movies. Um, I didn't think it was a, a a big a big problem. Some people have a problem with they say the women took over whatever and it you was say, whatever you say, some whatever you know say. homosexual <laughs> stuff going on and it's, it it got into some other stuff. Do you think if Chadwick Boseman was in that movie, we still wouldn't have those issues? We still wouldn't have those those questions? And I'll say this: Ryan Coogler's script before Chadwick Boseman passed away was completely different. Ryan Coogler wanted to write a story about fathers and sons. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the first story was a father-son story, being that uh, T'Challa and Killmonger were the sons who were being affected by decisions of their fathers. The father, yeah. And this story was going to be a story about T'Challa's son being affected by decisions that he made. Um, that was the that was the original script. Obviously, you can't do that anymore after Chadwick passes away. Well, Shuri is was the next in line to the throne. And in the comic books, Shuri becomes the Black Panther and she becomes, she is next in line to the throne. I knew where they were going. Like Again, if you read the comics, you, you're not surprised about these, these decisions. In the comic books, now the Dora Milaje, Black Panther's been around since the 60s. And so characters, Shuri, Shuri wasn't even introduced until like 15, 20 years ago. She, she's a relatively new character in the right. Black Panther movies. The Dora Milaje got introduced in the 90s, I believe. I can't remember whose run that was in the 90s, but they've been they've been around for a while, is my point. So it's kind of weird to me where these guys are, are complaining about a feminist movement in Black Panther when Shuri and T'Challa's mom and the Dora Milaje have been a part of the Black Panther mythos for almost 30 years now. Yeah, it's, it's, that was nothing new. And in terms of the homosexual stuff, what they're referring to is two women, two of the Dora Milaje are together. And at the very end of the movie, there is a shot where uh, one of the ladies is sitting what down and the other one kind of comes up and she grabs her sho- <laughs> like grabs her by the shoulders and she kisses her on the top of the head. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And so I really feel like when 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 people talk about these things, you know, it's it, it comes off as insecure. Are are you are you afraid of women in power? And right. and like I'm not here to push any kind of agendas, you know, because I will I, I will say this and I and I need listeners to have a, a open mind and ear when I say this, is that I will say that I'm not gonna say there's an agenda to push images of black gay men in media. But I feel like companies and corporations don't really care about black gay black men. They care about checking a box of diversity. Mm-hmm. And if you have a black person who is also gay, you check two boxes at once, at same once, time, yeah. right? Yeah. So, so we see this a lot. Now, the, the the problem is that gay people exist, and 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 gay black men exist, and gay black women exist. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so, like. I say this all the time, you know, the, the, my kids um, at my, at where, at where I work at, you know, if somebody's gay, you know, that's just who they are. It's part of life. You're going to run, run across gay people. You know, you don't treat, if your best friend comes out to you and tells you, tells you that he's gay or she's gay, are you going to treat him different? Or, you know what I mean? It's, right. it's a part of the world. So I say all that to say, like, if your main complaints about Wakanda Forever, that there's too many women in it or that there's some gay stuff in it, then I think you have some problem that you need to deal with, mm-hmm. you know, and not the movie. Women are kicking ass nowadays, man. And they are, and you, and you want to know what else? Tell you the truth. I like my woman to kick a little ass. I do too, man. And in, in African traditions, women are divine. That's that. And, right. Right. And that's that's the mode. 
that's that's the mode. Like like let's be let's be honest. Me, me and my lady, we sit and watch um, ninety day fiance or whatever you know uh-huh. the little little silly stuff on TLC or whatever it is. Listen, man, uh, one of those couples is like one of the guys from an island, you know, mm-hmm. Hawaiian, uh, uh, Samoan, you know, that, those those islands. Mm-hmm. And the girl who's an American, she's she's a, a bigger lady. She's she's kind of, you know, a heavy heavy set lady. Right. In their culture, that's what they want. Right. They want the woman to be strong physically, mentally. Uh, 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 emotionally, she runs the household. I mean, like in other cultures, it, 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 I'm not gonna say we're the only one, but you know, we are one of the only cultures here in, in America where, you know, the woman is not supposed to do those type of things, or she's expected to, 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 to step down, or she's not expected to be as strong or have a leadership role in the household. In, in other cultures all across the world, is quite opposite. Right. You know. Well, especially in African. Especially uh, traditions, in Africa. most most lineages, family lineage lineages are maternal, not mm-hmm. paternal. Not paternal. Right. Meaning, meaning they trace your ancestry back through your mother's yeah. lines, and so that's why it only makes sense to me. Let's be honest. Yeah. Dad, daddy be out there doing whatever, and mom's is always <laughs> going to be there. Right? Can we just be honest? Papa's a Rolling Stone. Right. That didn't come from nowhere. Uh, but not. Nah, it, it makes sense, man. Makes sense. Yeah, so I, I I encourage people that in the Woman King, I I produce movies like I said earlier. I love mm-hmm. film, so I want to talk about this a little bit. But the Woman King, I don't know if you've seen it. I haven't seen it, but I heard at the end it was a man and woman on the throne. Um, and that, and that had people kind of talking a little bit. Uh, no, 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 no. It's not. I it's mean, not what it is. Spoiler warnings for anyone who hasn't seen it. The king, um, uh, what's his name? King Goza, Gozi, Gozu, something like that. It's played by John Boyega. Is so I will say this. Um, I don't think there's anything <laughs> wrong with feminism, but I don't think that feminism should come at the cost of masculinity. And when I say that, what I mean is you don't have to make every man in in your movie look like an idiot to empower women, you can just have simply powerful women. Mm, that's what you saw in that one? That's what I saw in The Woman King. There are films that don't do it. Like there are, I could name so I'm not gonna name, but there are films that just make men look like idiots and the women look overpowered. I always tell my kid, I always tell my family in commercials, dads always look stupid. They always <laughs> make dads look stupid in commercials. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's typical marketing for you because uh, the women go out to, you know, make those choices about, you know, what you should get. But in this film, John Boyega's king, his character who's the king, is is fully competent, intelligent, and and brave and strong the entire film, okay? And and towards the end of the film, he rewards um, Viola Davis's character with a new title, uh, a new position, where he basically makes her and excuse me if I'm getting this wrong, anybody. Go see it for yourself if I'm wrong. Come get in the comments and tell us. <laughs> but he makes her like his his a, a queen, if you will, or a, a his second in command. Hmm, okay. Um, she's she. I mean, the the it, it's called the Woman King. Like she is. She's like his co. His his co captain, if you will. Okay. Of the kingdom. Okay, I mean, isn't that kind of what a queen is? I mean, right? I mean, yeah, isn't it kind of a well? It's at, so she's she's and, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, but her her she was more so over military things yeah. than having kids. Okay, because okay. because she was kicking ass, and I do remember that they um the, the homie uh, warriors they they can't marry or have children, hmm. right? Okay. So, but. Uh, uh, Gozi, Gozu, uh, sorry, uh, uh, what's his name? I just said his name. Uh, John, John Boyega, John okay. Boyega's character. Um, you know, he's he's got multiple wives he, and he's gonna have a bunch of children in the right, movie. His, right. his, you know, his life's gonna go on, but she's just there to help him as like a military leader and help rule the country. And and he shared the power. 
And just like we talked about, it's Africa. They don't look at sex like that, yeah. like in terms of leadership. She was capable. She was a capable ruler. So I don't see why people have a problem with it. Because not once in that movie did they emasculate John Boyega's character. Mm. Not once. And, and and there's even a line where he has to check some some women in a respectful way. He it was like, you know, he you know, I'll suit up and get out there and go fight myself or you know, like right. he, he right. was he was a capable leader. And and so I I love um what they did. I can't remember her name, but the director who did this also did Love and Basketball and okay. and, and, and some other movies. So she's okay. she's been in the game a, a minute, but I thought it was great. I think every black person, especially black women, need to see it. And you know what else? And I just, and I'm gonna say this, and we can jump off this topic is that women need to see powerful women. True. As men, we shouldn't True. we shouldn't be so hurt by the idea of seeing that. If you got a daughter, you you should want your daughter to go see the woman king. Yeah. Because yeah. they can do. They're capable. You know what I mean? And, and a capable woman does not take anything from a capable man. Except your insecurity. If you're insecure about it, then it's going to be a problem. But, you know, a good story is a good story. And strong women are strong women. That's good stuff right there, man. That's grand. Grand gentleman is uh, 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 Corey Akers right there. Giving you the game. Uh, Corey, you, you're a busy guy, man. You got your hands in a lot of stuff. And one thing I've, I've, I've noticed and I've, I've heard kind of to remind people that there's more going on out here and you see how fast things are going uh, what we're two days into into the new year we, we've lost a couple people um already um the grind culture you know there's whatever this new kind of theme say. going around this new energy <laughs> of get up i gotta get it right now by any means necessary i got i gotta grind all day what you what you doing sleeping what are you what you doing what you why are you sleeping man i, I got to get it all day it, that whole that whole mind frame which is good, entrepreneurism at its finest. But there is something to say about, well, how are we raising our families? How are we raising our kids? Um, if we're always working, if we're always out of town, who's watching the babies? Who's molding this kid the right way? How do you balance that? You're a busy guy. Uh, you have kids. You have, and I say kids because you got your, your mentorship and and, and your boys that you're up there trying to raise, how do you how do you balance those things of being present for you and yours, but also chasing your dreams? Well, something that you don't know about me, but I love telling people if they don't know is that I'm a Libra. And so ah, the, the, the important skills, huh? <laughs> you, you, you have to learn how to balance everything. And luckily for me, my passion and my personal interests come hand in hand. You know, so for me, I like spending time with the kids uh, and getting back to them. I, I, I really feel like they're all like my little brothers and, um, you know, all of them, even the younger ones, because, you know, where I'm at, we serve six years old to 18. So the little ones are like my little sons and the older ones are like my little brothers. But um, in terms of grind culture, I think that self-discipline and discipline in general is important but self-care is equally important hmm. and i think that everybody needs to find the perfect balance of getting things done that they need to get done as well as taking time out to take care of themselves and i think that this new year we need to find time for that we need to, we need to find space for that for ourselves I don't think it's white folks. I think it's Negroes. I do not think this is white folks. It could be. It could be white folks. But I think it's Negroes. I think a Negro did this. Whatever you say. Whatever you say. Whatever you say. Whatever you say. <laughs>